Welcome back to I'd Rather Be at the Beach, brought to you by the Bonjour Agency. This is the podcast for school marketing people. That's nothing to do with school marketing because, let's face it, you work hard enough already. Now, I'm Simon, former marketing manager turned owner of the Bonjour Agency, the place for school marketing managers. In each episode, I speak to someone in the sector who won't talk about work, but we get to find out more about them as a person and the things that they do. Now, this episode is a little different, and I'm breaking the rule just a touch about no work being discussed because you'll probably know about the Independent School Show in London, and you might know David Wellesley Wesley, who's the founder of this. So I thought that this episode would be a great opportunity to find out from him directly how schools can make the most of coming along to an event like this to exhibit. Now this also means that if you listen to this episode you'll learn something about exhibitions not just with the Independent School Show but anywhere that you might be trying to boost your admissions. It's a great episode with David and I'm sure you're going to love it. So enough of this chit chat, let's zip on over to Battersea and speak to the founder of the Independent School Show. It's David Wellesley Wesley. David, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of I'd Rather Be at the Beach. How are you today? Uh, Simon, thank you very much indeed for having me. Yeah, excited to be here and we're kind of fully in the trenches for the school show next weekend. Well, it's, it's really good of you to give up your time because, I mean, you, you're right, it is one week to go until the independent school show comes out or, or until it kicks off in Battersea. How busy are you right now in that case? Um, we are extremely busy. We we, we I suppose the marketing campaign starts at the end of August every year, runs through to Remembrance Sunday weekend. Um, but particularly in the two weeks just after half term, you know, it, it really gears up. Everything falls into place. It's almost a kind of reverse Jenga. You know, you're, you're, just, you're just putting in all the blocks uh, to make sure that, that there's, you know, there's a really decent footfall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a huge honor to organize this event for the mm. sector, but also quite a responsibility to, you know, to, to make sure that it's a really worthwhile thing, not just in terms of, you know, leads that schools might get or really decent conversations and open day visits, et cetera, but, but actually just almost for the state of the sector, you know, it's, it's, it's the kind of consumer event. Mm. Um, so there's quite a lot of pressure there to, to make sure that it's as good as possible in terms of content and an audience. Okay, so I imagine a lot of the people listening to this right now will have at least heard of the Independent School Show and quite a number of people will have attended in the past either to come and check it out or to come along to exhibit. But let's just imagine for a split second that someone's listening to this, they've never been before, maybe they've heard about it, but they don't really know anything about it. In a nutshell, what is it exactly? It's a chance for parents to come along to discuss their particular child and, and, you know, the requirements, the needs, the time, the, the, you know, the moment that they're specifically in. So it's in Battersea Park, has been there for 15 years in a really fantastic, bright, modern space. Very easy for parents to get to. We originally put it there because it was Nappy Valley, which had the highest birth rate in Europe. So it made sense. <laughs> um, and actually in a kind of ever-changing London, we've managed to keep it in the same, in the same venue. And so it's quite well established, but it's a chance for mostly London-based parents to come along and consider private schools, the next school, attend some talks. Just generally, the idea was to spend, you know, two hours at the show. And do you say it's ma- mostly for London parents? Does that mean that it's mostly for London schools as well, or for schools all over the UK or all over the world? I, I think in, in, in the early years, it was a chance, obviously, for schools outside the M25 to come and present themselves mm. in a, an event in London at scale. But, but, but actually, o- over the years, it's become much more 
representative of the whole sector. We've got many, many day schools, many, many top London schools. In fact, this year we have a new feature called the London Choices, which specifically is kind of helping parents who are living in a particular kind of part of London for the show to be really relevant to them. So they come along at a particular time of the day. And the representation there will be schools from Chiswick, from Highgate and Hampstead or from Dulwich and Herne Hill. You know, so, so over the years, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's London schools, it's boarding schools, it's schools to relocate to, it's specialist schools. You know, it's, it's, it's a really good kind of overview of the sector. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been doing this for? I mean, wh- when did you actually start it? We started the show in 2000 and six so this is the 15th show we missed the 2020 but we 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 got one in last year last last november um Mm -hmm. and i I suppose the challenge with the the marketing challenge with the school show is that by definition parents come along they get their problem solved and you know find a solution and leave really kind of energized and reassured and delighted with the time that they spent at the show and the schools that they've met Mm -hmm. they come very open-minded but you know they do come with a particular need and therefore by definition you know the next year you need to entirely build the audience again you know it, it's, it's not like a shopping event where or you know sort of a, a christmas show or where, where it, it tends to be the same 80 percent and maybe you you know 20 percent new actually mm. for us it's the sort of you know the pareto's law is on its head and and and, and that's the challenge is finding that new audience every time but and, and and you know as we know the power of events is great and the kind of face-to-face, and I think that's, that's all of those sort of interactions are probably more relevant now than they were back in 2007. And how can schools get the most from an event like this? You know, if, if they're in the planning and preparation stages, if they're trying to think about how they can get the, the best return on their investment, what kind of things could they be doing? I think to obviously send really good people there, you know, it, it, it really is the case that parents come along very open-minded and are there um, very engaged in the topic and you know re- really do want to meet some some helpful people that are interested in their circumstances their child and you know I've, I've, I've seen amazing decisions being made or, or decisions being changed and and so so I think the, the most important thing is to have have you know really great people I think obviously to put a lot of thought into how you're going to represent your school amongst 200, um, I guess, competitors or, or colleagues. But, but you know, I, I think just to plan, enjoy, choose the right people, and obviously then kind of follow up. What tends to happen is, you know, a school will get 40 leads, maybe get 20 of them on an open day, maybe convert five of, you know, so it's, it's, it's quite a good ROI, I think, e- even though the initial cost, I do appreciate, seems very expensive. But, but I think that, you know, that is because we put such a lot into this huge marketing algorithm that happens for this 12 weeks. I mean, I, mm. I, I cannot explain uh, what a nightmare I am and, and just kind of how just, just every, you know, we've got 50, 48 sheet billboards. We've got radio on heart and capital. We've got millions of impressions on Daily Mail online, you know, and, and that's in addition to, you know, huge kind of leafleting and door to door and, and then all these networks and sort of kind of smaller audiences that we're just kind of building on all of our partners. So, you know, it, 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 it takes a lot of doing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very worthwhile. For, for, for the parents are incredibly 
I'm grateful for everybody giving up their weekend and, you know, putting on this show. Mm. I'm really glad that you said about sending really good people there because, uh, well, for a couple of reasons, I'm glad you said that because if you'd said that exhibition stands need to look like this, you know, a a fundamental change, then at the last minute, you know, with one week to go, then Mm. I think clearly a school's going to have a problem changing that. But choosing the right people to come along to an event like this is something that really resonates well with me. And actually, when I was at the Independent School Show last year, it really struck me how some schools really go to a lot of effort to make their exhibition stands look good. They obviously look at the look at the options that they have for where their stand's going to be located. They're looking at footfall. They're looking at their, their competitor schools that might be close to them or, or not close to them if they don't want to be close to them. Mm. And there's, you know, you know, getting prospectuses printed up, getting their own social media advertising out so that other prospective parents know that they're going to be there. There's a lot of planning that goes into this from a school's point of view to make it as as beneficial as possible to them. But I often wonder how much thought schools put into sending really good people there. Because let's face it, there are always times when even the most enthusiastic person has has a, a, a dull five minutes where they're just feeling a bit tired at a show like that. Mm. And if that coincides with a parent who's an enthusiastic parent coming along and talking to that school, they can leave with a really sour taste in their mouth, I guess, irrespective of how beautiful the stand might look, because essentially we all know that people buy from people. And I sometimes wonder whether schools should kind of shake up the default people who come along to the independent school show or any exhibition that they might be attending. And instead of sending the marketing director, the marketing assistant, the head and the deputy head and people like that, maybe to think about which other people represent the school very well as ambassadors and are naturally enthusiastic people and that may well be for example i don't know the head of drama who's worked at the school for 15 years and is really passionate about being at the school i'm talking too much now this is all about you and and the show but but i'd love to know what your thoughts are on that sort of thing i agree with that i mean i appreciate that the show is on a saturday and sunday and there's you know remembrance and there's sick form exams on the saturday you know it it's a very very busy time of year i am aware of that but, but, but also I think that it's a very important weekend for us to keep for the school show. I might actually in future look at the Friday and Saturday, but, but that, that's, that's, a, that's a world exclusive. We'll just, we'll, we'll hold that for now. But it, it's, you know, I, I think parents are incredibly good ambassadors. I think that marketeers, school marketeers should, should put a huge amount of effort in, you know, it, into those parents because ultimately it's, it's their circles and their networks that mm. are, are going are to kind of power interest in, into the school. So, you know, having parents, having alumni, having some senior pupils, but yeah, and, and, and kind of mixing it up, having a bit of a rotor if you can. Obviously, if, you know, if the school's hundreds of miles away, it's difficult to staff mm. it on a rotor. But yes, to, to, to keep the energy up. And it, but it, you know, it's, it's a relatively short time, you know, it's sort of 10 till four both days. So yeah, I just throw everything at the, at the energy, I suppose. Mm. And is there any danger, as far as you're concerned, that schools might have a tendency to sort of copy each other? Because, you know, if you come along to an exhibition like the Independent School Show, then, you know, fundamentally, everyone has a space, you know, some people have a, some schools have a slightly larger space than other, than other schools. But quite often you'll see, you know, a good background or a good backdrop to their stand, maybe a TV showing a video. They'll have a stack of prospectuses. They'll have a a head who's nice and smiley. But from one exhibition stand to the next, is there a danger that they can just kind of start to copy each other a little bit? I I think you'd know better than me. You know, that's that's your sort of marketeer insight. And, And that's why I find your video after the show really quite fascinating and helpful and actually quite amazing to see the 
enormous amount of effort and thought that schools put into their stands. But I think ultimately, you know, parents come in with a couple of criteria, you know, perhaps to choose a prep school relatively close to the senior school or, you know, in a particular direction. But other than that, they want to come in and have a good chat and, and um, you know, leave with some interesting thoughts. And I think that's what we try and create. That's what we put so much time in, in terms of, you know, the content theatres and the sort of instagram stuff and the new features. And, you know, we, we, we try and help the schools and the parents kind of really get their inspirational juices flowing, you know, and that's, that's the idea. And for anyone coming along, maybe who's never been to the independent school show, any practical tips for them? Like, you know, wear, wearing the right kind of footwear because you're going to be stood up for a lot of the day, I imagine. Yeah, I think, I think um, some sort of lip salve is always, is, I, I, I don't know, that, that, that's what happens to me. Um, <laughs> you know, in a big sort of heated tent for two days. Mm. Lots of water, probably not too much coffee. Yeah, good shoes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, just, just come along, I guess, relax in terms of putting pressure on yourself for this ROI, because, it, you know, it will happen. The parents will come onto your stand, be as, as hospitable as, as everybody tends to be. I mean, it, you know, it's, it is a wonderful sector to work in because everyone's there to, you know, help and to chat and to make suggestions. And, and so it's a real honor to, to kind of be the organizer of this mm-hmm. event, because it's, it is, it's a real joy. What fills you with the most fear for an event like this? Well, I suppose, I mean, you know, very obviously it's, it's so tangible. You know, the, the results are not, not immediate, but, you know, obviously a marketing director or a marketing team need to go back and present them, you know, the return on the investment to the governors or the, he- or the head. And I mean, I suppose it's just wasting time. I, if there's one thing I hate more than wasting my own time is wasting other people's time. <laughs> so I think, I think that's what kind of really motivates me that, that this needs to be, you know, not just more people than last year or, or you know, not, not a little bit better than before, but we need to make it as, as good as we possibly can. It's sort of 10 days before right now where we're just, just, you know, pushing every single button to make as many London parents aware as this and invite them and make them feel comfortable in terms of coming along and finding out more about the sector, carving out two hours. So I suppose my biggest fear is wasting people's time and money and it reflecting badly on the sector. Mm-hmm. David, did you go to school in London yourself? Well, yes, I, I, I was in London at pre-prep until seven, but then, you know, I, I went to boarding, boarding school, I, I went to prep school, um, boarded from seven, loved it, my three siblings, also so you know i had a great school experience but uh, you know i i fell into you know i i i then went to work for michael hesseltine his big you know publishing exhibitions company and then and then kind of thought that this was a really interesting sector just in terms of connecting parents and schools hmm. and sort of not professionalizing an, an an event but it's been great it's i mean it's been incredible you know the, the the first show was in the same space but the curtain was you know halfway up the hall and we had mm. 45 schools who were all I could I could name them all you know I, I I drove around and convinced them all to come and then I, I you know I remember on the second kind of having a huge panic attack behind the curtain on the second day as the sort of the microphone reverb in the education theater with some <laughs> head that I'd kind of bribed to come and talk um so we've come we've come a long way but you know it's never you know it, it really is it's great mm. fun this time, but we, we, we're really going for it. Mm. Well, it sounds like your own experience of school life w- was positive. Am I allowed to ask which school that was that you went to? I went to a prep school that sadly um, was a victim of COVID. It was called Ashdown House. Mm. And then I went to King's Canterbury, which I okay. loved. 
Okay. Um, and um, I'm pleased to say they've always come to the show. So they, they've been good customers. It was, it, was, it was a great school in the 90s. And I think it's a better school now. And you mentioned working with Michael Hesseltine. Um, am I right in saying his daughter, is it Annabelle, is involved in the school sector somehow? Yes, yeah, she, she was certainly a um, the editor of Schoolhouse magazine, who who were one of our media partners. I don't think she is anymore, but she's she is still quite a big influence in the sort of dyslexia space. So I'm sure she'll I'm sure she'll if if she's not I, I, I'm not aware, but yeah, she she mm-hmm. she is and she will be. Okay, right. I'd love to take the opportunity, if I may, just to invite, you know, your listeners, your audience to come to the school show next weekend. And, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a pain getting up to London, but I'll cover the costs. I, I, I would just love everyone to kind of just come along and see, see what the fuss is about. You know, I, I think that people do build up preconceptions, but I would, um, you know, genuinely trying to make it a kind of, you know, a, a full celebration and representation of the sector. So mm, mm. warmly welcome to come along. That's really good to hear. If anyone's listening to this and they wanted to sign up and, and register, where's the best place for them to go for it? Either to just look me up on LinkedIn or, of course, there are free tickets on the website. You can do it that way. Okay. All right. So Googling independent school show Battersea, I guess we'll bring it up right to the top. I hope so. <laughs> that's, the, that's the plan. Otherwise, have a chat with someone in your team there about your SEO. Yeah, yeah no, quite. quite uh, David, I, I, th- I think we should probably bring this to a close. It's, it's nine days until the show kicks off. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks for giving up the time, especially this close to the event. It's been really good to talk to you. And thanks for opening up about your world and the independent school show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that was David Wellesley Wesley right in the final stages of the Independent School Show planning, coming to us from their HQ and talking all about the show. David, thank you for your time. It was really good of you to give it up so close to the event. I really appreciate you doing that. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking of coming along to the show, not even to exhibit, but just to see what's going on, then do take David up on his invitation. Get yourself signed up and I might even see you there myself. In fact, if you want to find me, take a look at where they serve coffee. Chances are you'll find me there. Now, to have a podcast for your school marketing for conversations with people in your school community to share with other people in your school community, then check out the website, thebonjouragency.com, and you can find out more there. But in the meantime, the next episode is coming out soon, so click that option to follow or subscribe, and it just means that you won't miss it. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.